0: it's time for empty the cues. uh it's time it's time again for empty the cues. the podcast in which uh i show people i love the things that i love like community you can tell it's empty the cues because i'm singing um yeah hi hello it's empty the cues it's here uh, what do I what do I talk about what do I talk about <laughs> in this show uh, this is uh, for this is the community track <laughs> and this is the first episode with the Dean. I hope that you are ready for Joshi's spot on impression of the Dean. This is football feminism and you. Uh, quite an episode, so I hope you enjoy.
1: (laughs) Figures, right? (laughs)
0: Right. Uh, I mean, fuck, you want to just jump into it? This one rules.
1: Yeah, this one was great.
0: Okay. Okay, first, first, give me a summary.
1: Okay, um, so, this one um, was basically a lot of it was about everybody using Troy, which made me sad. But yes. there was a sort of B-plot uh, revolving around the creation of the mascot for Greendale.
0: <laughs> welcome welcome to your introduction to The Human Beings, the mascot for Greendale for the rest of the show.
1: It is both hilarious and horrifying on an eldritch level. that yes. <laughs> I can only hope to be one day. <laughs> uh, and there were there were so many really good one-liners in this episode, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, after, uh, you know, the past couple have been hit or miss.
0: Yes, and to say th- the least.
1: This one restored my faith in why you love this show like this was a good one
0: it was really good oh let's okay let's i think first let's go over because there's like i would actually argue that there's three plots here there's the a plot which is everybody using troy there is the b plot which i would say is the uh Rita, Shirley, Annie. Story. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even mention that. This is another episode yeah. that just highlights why I love Shirley and she is my favorite.
0: Yes. Mozzarella really wants to be part of those conversations. Sorry, baby.
1: Mozzarella also loves Shirley.
0: He does. You know, he does. And then we have the, the C plot, which is the. Um, which is the human being. And then arguably we have the D-plot, which is Abed trying to like
1: <laughs> Oh my god. Abed is like they knew exactly what they were doing with Abed from yeah. the get-go. Oh, and yeah. this episode really highlights that.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's let's start with with A-plot. So in the A-plot Oh, you know what? You you gotta tell me your thoughts on the dean because this is our first formal introduction to. Oh, Jim Rash! I love
1: him. (laughs) Um, When he, okay, yeah, this. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but.
0: No, no, no! You're good. You're good. Go for it.
1: Yeah, this this is our our first like time the dean says more than like one line and disappears. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he he acts like every college administrator I have ever encountered cuz he <laughs> walks into the room and he gets like the best thing that I can say is um like a professionalism boner. Like he looks at them <laughs> and the exact phrase he uses when he sees the study group is, "Oh wow, there's just one of every kind of you." Like <laughs> It, it's um it is a multicultural group, and he is just like horny to put that on posters,
0: which yes, which
1: is a problem in this episode, um because one of the things that he does is he puts Jeff's face on a bunch of posters for Greendale, and Jeff hates that uh, rightfully mm-hmm. so um. But, I mean, he hates it because he doesn't want to be associated with that school because he wants to go back to being a lawyer. And, you know, he doesn't want anybody to know that he went to community college.
0: Right. Uh, With that, do, do you think that the dean knew what he was doing by using Jeff's face specifically? Or do you think that this was like happy coincidence and he realized he could capitalize on it? I think they're There's not, like, a a canon answer for this. I'm just asking.
1: Yeah. I I think they're setting up, like, a low-key Jeff obsession with the Dean. (laughs) Like, he clearly (laughs) thinks that Jeff is, like, the leader of the group and very, very cool. And that's Uh why he put him on the poster.
0: Uh Uh-huh. He does Uh, uh, ask to touch Jeff's hair.
1: Yep. That's exactly... Like, that's the thing. (laughs) Like, I feel like... um, the dean isn't he might be attracted to jeff but he's more like attracted to jeff in the way that like a f- a fairy tale witch would be attracted to a young person like he just <laughs> he wants to latch on and drain the success from jeff <laughs> is that is that off or am i like uh, right on
0: uh you're you're right on both counts. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it, you know, seeing seeing the dean in this episode was very surreal. As someone who has seen the entire series, um, this is maybe the most put together, uh, the most competent, and the most n- not queer. Passing, <laughs> you'll ever see the Dean. Oh, wow. This is nothing.
1: <laughs> I actually, I, I, um, one of my favorite things about the Dean is his, um, outfit in this episode because it shows his exact personality and place in life perfectly. Primarily, he's wearing a short sleeve dress shirt, which is like <laughs> almost professional. Like that's <laughs> yeah. and that's I feel like exactly where the dean is painfully aware of where he's at.
0: I am looking forward to your continued dean costume opinions. Oh
1: my goodness. I am I am so ready for this thing to get out of hand cuz
0: I, I i feel like it's going to get out of
1: hand real fast.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So, okay. So, so the dean rules, we can yes, both agree. Absolutely uh, love him. I, I you're going to love him more and more and more.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Troy, who is a child. Um this episode really made me remember that Troy and Annie are like 18. Um, they are very young, mm-hmm. and Troy was a quarterback. We already knew that he had an injury. I think we already knew that, and the dean wants him to play football for Greendale. Um, really loved, really loved the exchange. Did you know Greendale had a football team? Did you which... know Greendale
1: had a football?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I also. I feel like we can start to see little glimpses of Dean Pelton's ineptitude because he introduces this conversation by saying that he likes to go around campus rolling like a football, which is, like, the least rollable sports ball there is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which um, I I have learned a slight bit about football uh, in the past few weeks from... Mm -hmm playing a uh, a tabletop game. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Which is as close as I will get to, you know, legitimately learning stuff about football despite the fact that I have been in a fantasy league for 4 years. Oh my god. Can
0: I can I suggest mm-hmm. one further step into knowing about football? Yes. Do you know where I'm going with this?
1: Um is it with trying to get Troy onto the Greendale team? Or? No.
0: I am going to insist that you engage with 17,776 or oh, what you, football will look like in the future. You keep uh,
1: telling me about this.
0: You know, I, so far, okay, so so far I've talked about this on Radio Drama Revival, almost definitely. I am talking about it right now here. I talk about it in an upcoming episode of Open World that we did Hexadec for. Mm-hmm somehow i gotta get it into valence oh yeah fair yeah so you should engage with it it's very good you will learn about football but it's fine
1: is it a (laughs) podcast or is it like a thing you read or everything Uh, because you've posted stuff and it all looks like the digital equivalent of a kidnapper's ransom note
0: Uh, So it's a thing that you read that occasionally you also watch. It's like a little bit like Homestuck in being multimedia, but primarily being something that is read. It's more text than image. Um, But occasionally it includes videos and um, GIFs. And it's my favorite piece of art. And everybody should engage with it. Even if you don't like football, it's the most humanist thing you'll ever read. And it's beautiful and it's hilarious and I love it. And it also has a character that's just Nico, yeah. um, except he's a satellite. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have, okay, I will put that on my list. Okay, um, right good. now, I just started reading Children of Blood and Bone. Ooh, yes! Which um, my partner has been trying to get me to read for some time. Yes. And we traded. I got them to read a Discworld book. Which, nice. One day I will get you to read Discworld books, but. Um, <laughs> and th- I am reading Children of Blood and Bone, um, but I also just found out that Madeline Miller has, like, <gasps> a ebook only short story that's Pygmalion from the statue's point of view, and I have to read that.
0: From the. Okay. What's yeah. this thing called? I'm just. Mm-hmm. Pygmalion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, Ga- it's Galatea. Yeah, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I had to tell you about that, so.
0: Thank you. <laughs> cool. Okay, all right, look,
1: let's get back to the show.
0: Community. Yes. I'm leaving all of this in, by the way. Our recommendations are good and our taste is good. Excellent. So... <laughs> okay, so... The Dean wants Troy on the football team, and we have two sparring sides both trying to convince Troy to do it or to not do it. We have Jeff, who wants Troy to be on the football team, not because he gives a shit, but because basically the Dean is blackmailing him mm-hmm. to use his, his kind of social clout to convince Troy to do it so that the Dean will take... Jeff's face off of these uh, mailers. And then we have Annie, who went to high school um, with Troy and has a massive crush on him and is trying to make him not do it for reasons, I guess. I'm not going to lie. Annie's motivation here was a little muddy for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, the motivation... um is just that if he goes on and plays football again, then he's going to become popular again, and if he's popular again, then he's not gonna want to hang out with Annie. Annie-
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah,
1: Annie is basically trying to win his heart by default, by sort of keeping him shrouded.
0: God, that's fucking sad.
1: It is. It is exactly how a lot of nerds in high school uh, hope to acquire their crushes Mm -hmm. and I think that's you know she's still attempting to use this sort of like okay if I just hang out with him constantly and I am the only person he hangs out with then he'll have to fall in love with me because reasons um Mm -hmm. and so she's still sort of hanging on to that mentality which is not great um
0: yeah Annie Annie is consistently, like, one of the saddest characters on this show in a way that I think is very, like, you don't realize it until you take a step back. Um, and the show itself does that a few times, especially in later seasons. Um, but this is one of those moments where, like, looking at it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 whoa whoa oh, oh, Annie. Oh, no. oh Yeah.
1: No i mean they they established kind of a tragic backdrop for her from the first episode with little annie adderall yeah um and that really hurt like yeah oh annie um
0: the video essay pitch i got turned down on for the take because i wrote i wrote a video essay on Abed and parasocial relationships and how they can actually be beneficial. Um, one of the pitch I, pitches I got turned down for in the same pitch email was I wanted to write about Annie and uh, basically the constant nightmare that is being a millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should have taken that pitch. It would have fucking ruled. It would have been a really good video.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I would watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Annie, good. Annie, good.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for Annie to realize that Annie good, but that's probably not going to happen for quite some time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the changes in Troy mm-hmm. after he started. Playing football again.
1: Oh my god. The political <laughs> chance?
0: Yeah, the like conservative political like dad rap.
1: Yeah. Oh man. What was. There's one thing where like one of the lines was, your name's Al Gore because your views are wrong. And yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> and it's so. It's such a perfect snapshot of the time itself. Uh, yes. I think there was. Uh, oh. We're not John Kerry because we don't flip flop. Was yeah. another one of them.
0: There and, was one about Nancy Pelosi in there too. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, simpler days.
1: Oh yeah, I I yearn for. Right. Uh, anyway, Ugh. back to our hellish reality. Yes. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Annie and Jeff are spending this entire uh, episode sort of in this pitched battle where um they're spending this entire episode in this pitched battle, where basically, whenever one of them talks to Troy, they easily change his mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which i'm I'm really like I'm really hoping Troy gets like a. He doesn't necessarily have to get smarter, but I would love him to be a little bit more clever um, mm. <laughs> as the series progresses. Just because this, like, I mean, he's kind of a himbo at this oh, point, which is fine. Is... Yes, like, he's a I... very lovable himbo. I would just like him to have a little bit more, he can have the same level wiz- uh, intelligence stat, but I would love a little bit more wisdom. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes. Uh yeah, I I feel very offended on behalf of Donald Glover that every time somebody talks about Hambo's, Troy is not brought up. Yeah. Like, come on. Iconic himbo. Mhm. Uh yeah, my my favorite episode in the entire series is a Troy episode that I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love. You're gonna have to wait for it. I think it's season 3 probably. Oh wow. Uh, But it's really good.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Um, Um,
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that moment, too, where, like, where Annie was like, yeah, I'm not as good at at manipulating Troy as you because I care about Troy.
1: And Jeff has that great comeback, which is, um, you're just as selfish as I am. You're just not as good at it yet. Yes. Oh, that was cutting. Like, I... I don't like a lot of the stuff that comes out of Jeff's mouth because the show is written as I am not supposed to. Um, but that was a good line. Oh.
0: Yeah, this is... this is a, a, I had a very surreal feeling in this moment where I was like... This feels like very feminist writing to me, which feels strange. Uh... Given literally everything, Mm -hmm. given literally everything, this feels strange, but I love that Annie was dissected on this level because a lot of women, like women are not immune to, to making concepts out of people. And like, (laughs) I'm really glad that that was dissected here. I'm glad that that was shown here. Um, I'm glad that a woman was allowed to, like, ethically fuck up in love in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt really good. Felt really good. And also felt very accurate. Uh, yeah. Am a fan. Am a fan of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't really see this side of it that often. It's normally, Never. like, a nerdy guy. Right. That is having this sort of thing happen. Um... But in that same vein, when it's the nerdy guy, um, at least for a while there, from like the 80s through, I want to say, no, it, it still pretty much happens all the time. The nerdy yeah. guy ends up winning her heart after a right. while, right. which we shouldn't be rewarding that behavior. Uh, no! Oh no. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and that it was very specifically condemned here. Mm hmm. And that was it. There was no, there was no reward. <laughs> yeah. It was just condemned. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I really loved that.
1: Um, And there's also, there's a couple of really good parts with Jeff. Um, yes. Specifically, there's the part where Jeff, is, the entire scene where Jeff is trying to convince Troy to be on the football team. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he takes them to the unfinished football field (laughs) where, like, half the stadium is not built yet. Yeah. And and one of their linebackers on the team is a pregnant woman. (laughs) Um,
0: Also, that back and forth.
1: Oh, yeah. That, Uh, like... But very that's problematic, racist.
0: but very, yeah, but very, very, very funny and sharp and absurd back and forth. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I also really loved the, the tons of football players got their start at community college. Name one who's your, okay, favorite, who's your one? favorite player? Me. Oh,
1: yeah, brilliant. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, and then there's just that one part where. He uh, Jeff says something and Troy goes that's racist and he says another thing and Troy says that's racist and then he says something about like um Troy being handsome or good looking or something right. and Troy says that's gay uh-huh and then Jeff says that's homophobic and Troy says that's black and Jeff goes that's racist, that's racist. and Troy goes oh <laughs> um
0: Oh, poor sweet Troy. (laughs) Troy, don't listen to this man. No.
1: Uh, (laughs) But, oh my God. Yeah, and and then he ends it with, I I feel like Jeff's key move is just saying the same thing twice. Yes. Like, he just did that in the courtroom, too. But, like, um, you got to get back out on the field, T-Bone. How did you know my name was T-Bone? Because you're a football player and your name begins with (laughs) T. (laughs) T. And that was just perfect.
0: Oh, so good. So good. I feel like the plot of the A-Plot is pretty straightforward. Some good moments. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like the more complicated of the stories, though, is this one with Britta and Shirley.
1: Oh, this was my favorite plot of the episode, though. Yes. This was interesting and heartwarming. Yes. Um, And it, it had such great character development on the part of Shirley and Britta. And... I don't know. I'm, I'm a simple man, and I like it <laughs> when characters that I want to like each other outright say to the other character, I like you.
0: God, big mood. Big mood. I am a big fan of, like, telling your friends that you love them and that mm-hmm. you care about them, and even saying that you like them because that's very different from loving someone. Yeah. It's good, and it feels good. I also like... Okay, before I say anything about this plot, we got to do a Britta check-in. Because so far, you've been pretty iffy on Britta. Iffa on a Britta. I am
1: iffy on a Britta. This episode made me like Britta. Ah! Okay, I'm
0: so glad to hear that!
1: I still find her annoying as hell. Yes! But I I do like her because of this episode.
0: This episode made me remember why I identify with her a lot. Because, mm-hmm. like, so essentially the plot for this B-plot is Shirley wants to do, like, pretty stereotypical female bonding things, like going to the bathroom together with uh, with Britta and Annie. Mm-hmm. As if to say, like, we are solidifying a female friendship. Here are the conventions of that. Yeah. Britta uh, is not good at this. Uh, She does not see the point in these kind of traditional markers of something. And when she's there, she can't shut up about, like, social justice issues in regards to women and misogyny, etc. And the amount of times I've tried to make friends with and not just women, but, like, people in general, and have not been able to form a real friendship because I can't shut the fuck up uh, about the politics. It's a lot, and I felt it in my bones.
1: And, and just, there's, um... I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, there's one exchange between them that is, like... I don't know, It's it's really intense and and like sad and like heartwarming all at the same time mm-hmm. for this show like it is the most emotion that got pulled out of me watching this show was this interaction between Shirley and Britta and it's mostly because yeah um uh you know, Shirley wants Britta to come into the bathroom with her and just, you know, for some girl talk, effectively, mm-hmm. and just to power down a little bit, and Britta can't turn off being Britta, or doesn't mm-hmm. know, she doesn't know that doing that is part of the ritual of going to the bathroom.
0: Right. And there's also, like, This could be a whole, this could be a whole conversation, yeah. but...
1: Well, we're making I, up for one of the other episodes where we had, like, ten minutes, so
0: we can yeah, just keep literally. going. Yeah, so, okay. So, part of... And just to, like, get this out there, uh, I am not girl, but I am girl-adjacent and was brought up in a framework of girl. Uh, so, I am familiar with all of this meow-meow-meow. Um, there is... There is, like, a a need to have a space away from men. And in that space, it is, like, I feel like the way that Britta is going about it is she thinks, I think that she thinks that she is the most aware of social problems there. Which I think is a very iconic white feminist thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the thing about being a woman is that you are very aware of things like being so programmed to want to always be pretty that a, a makeover is exciting to you. Like it is the horror of being a femme is inescapable and constant. Uh, <laughs> and for Britta to That's assume that the tagline that for this she, episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the, the, I think the difference is that Britta feels a need to constantly show that she's aware of this. Like, I don't think that Shirley thinks that being excited to get a makeover exists in a vacuum. Like, especially given she is a black woman in her like what probably forties. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Britta, she knows. She knows. So but like also so you still have to exist in this system like you still have to survive yeah we get makeovers because we are programmed but also because god damn it they feel good and sometimes brain need feel good okay brita yeah.
1: okay and and it's also just like uh, like how are you complaining to the, a black woman about how things are unfair and terrible. and like, Right. So, okay, so um, the first exchange that they have in the bathroom is just Britta, you know, just being Britta and making fun of getting uh, makeover and stuff like that. And then right. later on in the episode, um, Shirley pointedly asks Annie to accompany her to the bathroom. And then after that, Britta uh and Shirley have a confrontation where she's like, mm-hmm. What? You don't you don't like me? Like and this is the point this is the scene that I I loved in this episode. Yeah, break this
0: she, down for me, Joshy.
1: Where <laughs> Shirley looks at her and she has this line where she's like, you know, I like you, Britta. I even like that you're a little hard, but in there, you are supposed to be soft. Yeah. And like, oh my God, I I know this is a, a sitcom and it was on, like, must-see TV, but this was really freaking good. Um, yeah,
0: especially, like, dude, at at the time this came out, the, the concept of, like, hey, as women, we need to hold each other up and be there for each other and, like, support each other and show some empathy and kindness because we are all we have, like... That's huge. That's huge and it was well written and it was concise and it wasn't didactic and it just it felt very real and very effortless while also being very clear. It was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It was really good.
1: Oh, and and um and so then after that discussion um they sort of practice a little bit and later on this is after things have sort of fallen through with troy um annie says to shirley can i see you in the bathroom and so she heads to the bathroom and then the door and it's sort of like the camera switches to her being in the bathroom and the door opens and britta walks through and she starts to like like, this interaction was also really interesting and good mm-hmm. um, because the first part made me... So the interaction between Shirley and Britta made me not hate Britta, but this is the interaction that actually made me like Britta because Aww. she she took everything that Shirley said to her and she, you could see her start to just, like, when she first gets in there, she's really forcing it um, and she's just sort of, like, playing a part. And then after, you know, she's just like, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's it's very stilted and like, you know, almost stereotypical. It was,
0: it was Annie said something to the effect of like, why do we let men hurt us like this yes. because of her interactions with Troy and everything? Um, and Britta's response, trying her damned best to, to understand how to do this, responded... Because men rule the world?
1: Yes. (laughs) And it was just like a, it it was like a very, I don't know. It it, it, it was just like a very like, uh, you know, tossing this Mm -hmm. out there line. Um, But then she, um, then she like, after a few seconds of back and forth, she like snaps out of it. And she's like, no, wait, Annie, this is stupid. If Troy doesn't understand how awesome you are, then... He's not good enough for you. And, like, and so she sort of takes what Shirley told her and she makes it her own. Because she's she's still hard in that sense, but she's, rather than pointing it at, you know, stuff other women care about, or rather than it kind of being pointed at Shirley, she points it outward. So rather than it being, like, um, knives pointing in towards the center of the bathroom, as it were. When they're in the bathroom, the knives all go out. They all yes. point outside the bathroom.
0: Yes. Um, it, is, it is not about... It's not about talking about how we are complicit in our own oppression or some shit, Britta. Mm-hmm. It's about protecting each other.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's it's really touching to see her be like, I can still be me and still be part of this ritual,
0: which right, I, I exactly. thought was
1: really, it, it was just a great moment. And then, <laughs> then there was a wonderful, just like, you know, you see it coming from a mile away, but it's still great when Shirley opens that door and she's like, I'm so proud of you. And Annie, you know, nods and then she runs over and hugs Britta. Um yeah. And it's still great. It's still a great moment. Like, I love, loved this B-plot. Yes, it's
0: really sweet and really good.
1: And also, um, we forgot uh, with the A-plot, at the end of the episode, uh, Troy sort of takes it back. Like, he kind of takes back his agency of playing football because Jeff is like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to trick you and all this other stuff. And Troy's like, you didn't trick me. Like, I enjoy playing football. Yeah, uh, I like being the best, and in here, there's no pressure because everyone sucks. So I can just play however I want to play, right. because I enjoy it. It's a game again. It's not something that I have to stress about. And I, you, I like, I loved that moment. I'm really glad that they, that he got to have that moment of just like reclaiming, like he wasn't a pawn in that yeah. in that instance
0: community always it always sets you up with an expectation of of power in you know in, in even scene to scene there is an expectation of who has the power and how that's being wielded and almost always it is subverted like even going back to the, this B-plot with that moment where Britta goes in to comfort Annie um, and It's clear that, like, Annie knew that while she did need to be comforted, this is also part of Britta growing. Mm -hmm. And so Britta seems like she's the one with the power to do something. But really, Britta is kind of, like, lower on this than the scene seemed to suggest. Because Annie is aware of what's going on here and why Britta is here instead of Shirley. Um, and I really like how it does that. I, I, I like that... And I, I guess this goes back to the story circle with Dan Harmon and this kind of feeling that, like, it, you know, it is a sitcom. And it plays with the tropes that, like, at the end of each episode, things should be where they should be. Um, which isn't always the case for a community. Sometimes they're, like, you know, an episode or two where things still feel a little off but very on purpose like it mm. is semi semi-serialized um, but for these episodic episodes like I, I think it's very good at pulling your expectation on power dynamics for long enough that you don't know how it's going to resolve so that when it finally does it's always really satisfying
1: mm. yeah I, I I'm I think the reason that I was having such a problem with the first couple of episodes is that if you're going to subvert stuff, you have to set up the normalcy first. And even though I know that they're playing with tropes that have been in Shows forever, they still had to spend sort of those first couple of episodes being like, okay, yeah, no, this is just like all of those. Right. And now they're starting to have more fun with it and be like, ah, no, it's not, you know?
0: No, you fool. (laughs)
1: You you silly, (laughs) silly person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're like, we're definitely getting to the good shit at this point. Excellent. Uh, Let's talk about the human being.
1: Oh, my God. Do we have to? (laughs) But also, yes, we do. Oh, wow. I love... It's so bad. (laughs) It is the worst possible thing that could... Like, when they were going through the very... uh, Okay, so, real quick, the Dean hires Pierce to help him make this mascot. And in the evolution to the Greendale human being, um... We have a, um, I, I distinctly remember one of the versions was a Vitruvian man that looks exactly like Pierce. Yes. Um, one of them is a falcon with a gun that upon turning it right side <laughs> up is actually a falcon with an erection.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, and I feel like there was another iteration that I can't recall right at this moment, but they were all exquisitely terrible.
0: Yes, very, very, extremely bad, uh, and somehow, regardless, the human being is the worst
1: one. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like a member of the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers, except they didn't have the money for the mask, and they just sort of drew the face on to the the green like bodysuit over the face. <laughs> And I think, do they make a point at one point where they're like, yeah, he's he's pretty high off of the those marker fumes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, oh, it's a white bodysuit with a, a Greendale G in the middle. The face is completely covered by like a semi, a semi opaque mask. And then there is the poorliest drawn Sharpie face. The The mouth is so wide.
1: It is terrifying. It is a Junji Ito mouth. Like this is a mouth that in 5 seconds this head is the jaw is going to be at a 90 degree angle and just it's going to consume someone's face entirely. It is terrifying to behold. And it's also it's also just this gray Formless person, which is what happens when people who aren't well-meaning, but want to seem well-meaning, try to make a politically correct thing. Yes. They make something that absolutely no one can relate to.
0: And also at the end of the day is still a very literal white man.
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, And they were... There's there's a line where the dean's just like oh yes where we're, we're uh, spitballing ideas here and we've got all these various shades for the uh, for the human being it varies in skin tone we go from seal to seal's teeth and he said that line and I'm like oh my god what year did this come out in again like how did they get away with some of these away lines yeah but, but yeah it, it was uh it, it was just yeah it was two out of touch white men making something they thought would be politically correct yes. and agreeable and it's this horrifying mess
0: awful awful mm-hmm I do I do not think that the show earned a lot of the jokes that the Dean and Pierce give uh the the show has like a a, a an ongoing issue with that where like it tries to do satire about racists by saying by making them say racist things yeah. but then the racist thing is still said you know um so i don't feel like it earned a lot of that uh,
1: yeah uh, you see that a lot with like people that say offensive things uh, in an attempt to like make fun of the people that do say like it's exactly it's all the uh, the MAGA you know making fun of those people by saying the same stuff the the classic liberal double bluff that is never really great
0: (laughs) right 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 exactly exactly yeah we've talked about this a lot on the track for the good place too and one thing that's weird is that like This happens a lot in The Good Place.
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, more than I expected. Um, And it happens less in community than I expected. It still happens a lot. But I think the difference is that community kind of cops to it. Like, they kind of understand that what they're that they shouldn't be allowed to get away with what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Whereas The Good Place, like, consistently pats itself on the back, and that has felt, like, a thousand percent worse to me.
1: There are a lot of jokes in The Good Place that feel like they're written by Tahani.
0: Mm. Like, not the mm-hmm. ac-
1: the character.
0: Like- right, right. Yeah. Wow. Take that
1: one it, back to the other kids. Uh,
0: yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let them know, know Josh has got their wing handled too. So
0: uh. <laughs> this Also, this reminds me... Uh, of why I love the Venture Brothers so much, and why we really got to talk about the Venture Brothers on this podcast at some point.
1: I will gladly do so. Um, but you should also—we're going into recommendations territory again. You should oh also—and <laughs> I've said this before—watch that new Harley Quinn cartoon because yes,
0: I it, want to so bad.
1: It dives into the Venture Brothers uh, deep end, but is a lot less problematic than the Venture Brothers itself.
0: Yeah. That sounds incredible. Thank mm-hmm. you for that reminder. I'm going to have to look it up uh, when, we're, when we're done here. Yeah. And okay, anything else about this episode? Let's, I mean, Abed's bit about laying low and just being really consistent with that. Very good, very funny joke, very short, uh, but was brought up in a few ways that I think are really good.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, he he does a perfect bookend. He says, oh, you know what? I'll lay low this episode. And then we don't see him again. And I genuinely forgot about that joke until right at the end when he comes back.
0: Yeah. There's, there's one moment where they're in the cafeteria and Abed walks past. I don't even really think he's, like, very in frame. And Annie is like, hey, Abed. And... Or I think Brita says, hey, Abed, and he just keeps walking and Annie is like, no, no, he's laying low this week. <laughs> <laughs> and that also, that also starts, and we've seen a little bit of this, but one of my favorite friendships in the show is Annie and Abed. Um, and I like that she just, like, understood. Like, yeah. no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, even this early on, I feel like they're going to have an understanding about each other. Um, and I really would like to see that friendship flourish. I would like to see everybody have a great friendship with Abed, because I really do love Abed, and I want the best things for him, um, yeah, which man. might be not a friendship with some of the characters, but, um, yeah, Annie Pierce. and Abed, Wait, what, what I you think mean would, was
0: Pierce. <laughs> hmm? What you mean is Pierce.
1: Yes, no one should be friends with Pierce. No, Um,
0: I do. Oh, my God. That was the other thing. I hate that this is the episode where they start setting up like Pierce and Troy are our buddies. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I really I don't want people to be friends with Pierce. And I I know it's going to happen, but I don't want any redemption arcs with Pierce. I want him to do something that is irredeemable and he gets tossed out of the group and that's that because it's Chevy Chase and that's what would happen to him.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we got to watch more of this show. Hooray and hooray and hooray. It's Empty the Cues and that was the cues that we emptied. We emptied this cue of the one episode. Uh, Join us next week when we'll talk about a different show and a different episode. You can find us on Twitter at, at Pod. You can find us on our website at EmptyTheCues.WordPress.com. And you can find us in the swamp. <laughs> you know, the swamp. Uh, It. You know the one. Okay, bye. <laughs>